welcome to Nerd News Now for, uh, what is this, November something? Is it still 2020? Yeah. <laughs> November 24th, right? I think. I, I think it's, it's not quite, but. <laughs> it's like, uh, we say this every other time, but it, it's crazy because time is moving lightning fast and then just slows to a crawl. So I feel like November shouldn't be here yet, but it should already be over at the same time. Which is sad, because November contains Thanksgiving Day, but it's just, you know, different vibes <laughs> this year. Um, I mean, yeah. there's not a lot of, there's not the same feeling of like, like okay, who's, whose house are we going to have main meal in? And then where are we going to go afterwards to go and have, leftovers and who are we going to the house to watch football all that's kind of out the window this year yeah um yeah and, and it's uh i don't know do you think people are going to be doing like uh skype or zoom meals oh so many of them so i, I many, think yeah. on thanksgiving <laughs> the amount of people that are going to do it don't you think yeah i mean that would be pretty hard to coordinate also i mean i guess you could if you send out the recipes, you could all, you know, uh, like, just fight over whose came out better. But the only proof you would have would just be visually through each other's phones. That's true. I have a friend who's from Canada, and she created for Canadian Thanksgiving a, an actual, like, meal together. So they figured it out somehow. Um, oh, people can get inventive. I, I would think at the very least they would probably... You could probably call, you know, have a Zoom session before or after um, your meal. But, uh, I mean, a lot of people have to work on Thanksgiving still. So, I mean, that's something that a lot of people don't take into consideration. I got to work on Thanksgiving. So. They, are they still doing, like, um, I know Black Friday is not really the same this year, but are they still having people work on Thanksgiving and so people can go shop this year? Well, you, you know what? Like, uh there's been a lot of pushback for a few years because Friday used to be the day. And then, you know, it got up to the point where it was uh, when I worked retail, like almost 15 years ago, it was like at 5 a.m. And at that time, that was the earliest. But then then it kept creeping to 3 a.m., then 1 a.m., then midnight. And then and then, at, you know, at some point recently, uh, I want to say last year, places were opening at 3 p.m probably on Thanksgiving day still. And I yep. think that I think that kind of citing the pandemic, but also sensing the pushback from different groups and, and obviously employees of just not it not being cool to, <laughs> to work retail on Thanksgiving. I, I think that a lot of places are not doing that this year. Um, there's, they're still having, they're still having the sales, but, but, you know, as you know, a lot of the stuff is uh, a lot of the sales have been going towards online, and then uh, obviously in the last six months it spiked. Um, so really, this stuff started two weeks ago. the the big The big retail sign of it was Amazon pushing up Prime Day, you know, into October, because that's not that's not normal. So they were kind of getting the jump without calling it you know, holiday shopping, but everyone sort of followed suit after that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I don't think that there's a, I never, I never think that there are good enough deals to go outside for on Friday after Thanksgiving anyway. Well, I don't know well, if you've ever done or broke right before Thanksgiving. Maybe it's you're like, there's a great deal on refrigerators. Yeah. Mine's totally given up the ghost. <laughs> yeah, like depending on what it is and how much you had to budget for that item, I can see where it would be worth it. But I think, especially this year, I think those same prices would be found online. But I've noticed from like nerd stuff, it's getting increasingly harder to get anything online uh any anything limited edition sells out within seconds yes 
and it's like and that's not stuff that you can walk into a store and find either so it's like when it's gone it's gone and now you have all these like collectors groups like hasbro pulse and then of course you we, we've still had the comic con exclusives all year but they've yeah. been bundled into like digicons and stuff like that and you know funko is still uh, a big uh contributor to that but then you have other companies like hasbro like mattel and uh, it's just like Everything just sells out in seconds. I, I mean, I don't even know what. I don't even know if anything, if anyone really wants anything for Christmas this year. I think we just want a vaccine and we want to go outside. It's so real because I've been thinking to myself, like, you know, we haven't really even talked about it as a family. Like, what does anyone want? I think my yeah. one friend would like to have an upgraded phone, but that seems more like a practical thing than a <laughs> than a, than a wish thing. I can't th- think of a single thing because we haven't. We haven't really worn out our clothes right we've been kind of homebodies no like i need a new fancy outfit to go on the next cruise <laughs> or whatever yeah <laughs> you know that yeah. maybe maybe for christmas people are going to get like i give you disney plus <laughs> you, you know what i think uh just kind of watching the commercials and the ads that are being targeted i guess at me but also at everyone else like even during sporting events and things I think, and based on what their stocks did this year, I think stuff like Etsy personalized stuff, artistic, creative, and personalized, so you can't return it. Like, Mm -hmm. like they even have a commercial like, you know, gift, uh, gift unregiftable things. You know, like because Seinfeld had the whole episode about regifting, and that's sort of become like um, not a sport, but some people will do that if they if they have an item from two years ago they never opened, they might regift it. But with something with a personalized coffee mug, you can't do that. No. But but Etsy, you know, I I knew Etsy was going to take off, but I didn't I didn't think of like oh I should buy all the stock in Etsy because I just didn't I didn't think of it in that way. But now you look and you're like oh yeah that was a no brainer because like them and michael's arts and craft stores through the roof michael's arts and craft stores was a dollar in february are you serious yeah. what yeah now it might have peaked at you know 11 bucks or so but hey that's a, a huge increase if you, you know but um so arts and crafts um i you know what i think um unfortunately this is going to last a while longer, right? As we get more info about, you know, good news on the vaccines. Um, is there a really a plan yet? No. So, you know, best case scenario with, you know, do people want to follow the plan when there is a plan? Do people want to get the vaccine? You know, because the, uh, these vaccines that are coming out where it's got this super high success rate, that's with wearing a mask, social distancing, limiting yourself, not eating in restaurants, you know. Um, so they're thinking best case scenario may, right? So I think for as far as gifts go, not only the arts and crafts stuff, but, um, you know, the puzzles market is booming right now, too. Just yeah. it, jigsaw puzzles, board games, anything like that, so... Um, and then as far as big ticket items, I mean, if you can get one at this point, um, I think Switch is still selling really well, but that was like sold out in March and April when people knew they were going to be locked down. And then Xbox and PS5 came out last week. So video games still real big, um, arts and crafts, puzzles, but yeah, I mean, it's not like you can give people like travel certificates or... (laughs) Or our airline gift cards, or I mean, I mean, not for the foreseeable future. And even like, I, I think one thing you can definitely do is, uh, or or should do is is gift certificates, gift cards for local businesses and restaurants, um, and just you know encourage people to get you know take out or pick up you know trade paperbacks, stock up on and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, people are still going to have. Christmas, I think, you know, there's there's just the whole thing right now where it's like, don't have Thanksgiving. And I don't think it's not really meant like don't see your family. It just means like, do you need to see your fifth cousin right now? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's like it's that it's it's that kind of deal. So uh, 
I don't know. It's um, what were what was I even to what year is it again? Uh, but yeah, uh, are traveling. They must be traveling because uh, all day today at the shop we've had all new people in, people from California and all kinds of places. They're out there traveling. We've only had one person come in and be like, "What do you mean we need a mask?" I'm so surprised. Oh, yeah, they were probably from Texas. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I mean, because the place, well, California is already locked down again or about to be, so. Yeah. I don't know. Um, no, people are going to travel. I mean, they're, obviously, if you were to get, now, ca- coming from California, you're going to have to stop a few times along the way, right? But, like, mm-hmm. you get in your car, I mean, and you travel a few hours, you're not really exposing yourself. Oh, to any kind of airborne stuff. I don't know. It's at your own discretion, right? I mean, that's basically what all this is. Like, we we still have we have freedom, but you also need to kind of just be wary of the situation. But I'm, uh, we'll we'll see what happens because Christmas could get you know more or or less interesting. But um, do you do you typically? I mean, you you probably go to movies, right? On on Thanksgiving holiday, okay. So, yeah. I I mean, I normally would too, but so that's kind of that's one tradition that's that's on hold. But I typically don't have a big Thanksgiving dinner. Do you? Do you extended family and all that, or is it mostly nuclear? Yeah, I uh, for all my life, my mom made the turkey and made gravy from scratch and all those things. You know, well into my marriage, my mom would tell the story about how I didn't know how to cook. Mostly because she would come over for Thanksgiving and cook. Yeah. And I would say eight years ago, I told mom, I said, I tell you what, mom. You keep saying I don't know how to cook, so why don't you come over and sit down and enjoy Thanksgiving. And let me show you that I can cook. And then I made the perfect turkey. My dad made the bad mistake of saying that he thought that my turkey was better than my mom's. Should never say those words out loud. <laughs> uh, I mean, even but even even for your daughter though, I mean, wouldn't that be an exception or not? No, I guess I guess it depends on how competitive the situation was. But my my birth family is very competitive. <laughs> I don't think I could do. I mean, it would take me practice with with turkey. I don't think I could do turkey. It's just, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I like meat cooked, and so I know I would make it dry. No, no, it's so easy. Where you know that Irish butter? Oh well, hold on, Kerrygold, Kerrygold, the best. Yes, the best. Fire giant brick of that. Get a little bit soft. You stick your fingers between the meat of the turkey and the skin, and you make a little pocket there. So you stick your fingers in there. It's not for people that don't like gross-feeling things, because that feels gross to do it. And then you jam the entire giant pad of butter in there, and you put it in the oven and cook it. You don't do anything else. Oh, sorry. Salt and pepper on the top. That's it. Perfect. Kerrygold is Mm -hmm. magical. It really is. It's that soft Irish butter. You can find it in most grocers. Um, not a sponsor of the show. I wish. I, I, wish. I love Kerrygold so much. You Just know how much like eat it with family secret too. Dead government. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I, I've used Kerrygold for 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 roast and slow cooking and stuff like that, and uh, no, it definitely it it does the trick. So that. That makes sense. It's just uh, turkey is one of those things where it's either perfect or dry. <laughs> There's not a lot of in between. And then what are your thoughts on turkey legs? Because I used to think turkey legs were great, and now I'm just like, well, this is overkill. Um, just have, like, big competitions to see who could get it, because you didn't eat it during turkey dinner. You no. It, and then 30 seconds after you got up from having pie or whatever at the table, you would go sit down and watch football and then just chew on it for the next four hours or whatever like you didn't need more turkey of course you need more turkey. right well to me it's like it's just it it becomes a chore like any kind of food that's sort of like too much becomes a chore like you hold it and you're like we i'm at the ren fair or whatever and then you're bored after that 
I'm a king on Game of Thrones. Okay, and then you take a bite, and you're like, ugh, this is a lot of meat on this. <laughs> it's not like a drumstick, where a drumstick has, like, a very small amount of meat. It can be, like, four bites. Or mm-hmm. it's not like chicken wings. It's, like, it's deceptive. There's a lot of, it's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of meat on there. So, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It is. <laughs> but I would say, you know, yeah, like as a as a competition or just something to like chew on for a few hours, sure. Yeah. But uh, maybe not, because it, it's also awkward to eat a turkey leg at the table when no one else has a turkey leg. Yeah. Because again, it's just too much to deal with. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just uh, way too much. Um. What are your do you have do you have sides like top three sides? Okay, so my family wasn't very fancy about the making of the sides. You know how some people like make stuffing from scratch and make all kinds of crazy stuff from scratch. We both, microwave. Yeah. We like, Stovetop <laughs> stuffing, green bean casserole you make from the can with the French's onion on the top. The most basic, basic. And so when I go to other people's houses and have the fancy version, it just doesn't taste quite right. Even yeah. Though it's- <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like how they took a poll recently. Now I don't think this was Texas because I don't. But they took like a United States poll. Like, what is your favorite Mexican food restaurant? And like fifty three percent Taco Bell. And it's kind of like okay, we know. Like, we know that that's not the best, but there is something that goes on in our brains, right? The endorphins, like uh, McDonald's, if you've seen Super Size Me, he does, like, the whole 15-minute thing of, like, just the endorphins that are released and it tastes a certain way. Like, we know that that hamburger is not the greatest hamburger, but you just remember how Happy Meals made you feel, I guess. Yep. It's those little tiny cubed onions, I'm telling you. Yeah. Give me one second. Wonder if it's gonna be a show and tell time. No, I wish it was. Uh, it was my computer started playing uh, videos that I didn't. What? Play. I don't know. Like maybe my computer's just crying out for help, and it was just playing ads. Uh, I had some homework up. I don't know. Um, I, I wish I, I should have went and got some recipes, but no, I'm I'm the same way. Like our recipes came from the back of like Del Monte green bean cans. Yeah, I mean that was you know green bean casserole, sweet potato casserole, um, you know mashed potatoes, which you can do instant. You can do you can do actual potatoes. I will say on mashed potatoes, that's something that like people can do all kinds of very fancy ways. But I just really, I prefer, I mean, I prefer, like, the instant almost because I'm used, even though I know there's probably just powder and water, I'm used to that texture. So I don't like, I'm like, like, if someone, like, works really hard on homemade mashed potatoes, I'm just like, why is this chunky? You know, like, that's so. Yep. that I do make from scratch, and my mom taught me how to do it, and that's it, actually super simple. It's how to yeah. make real turkey gravy from the drippings from the turkey instead of from a can. Oh, well, no, I think, yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. Um, do you prefer your cranberry sauce with the ridges of the can showing or not? You gotta, I mean, like, every year the, uh, the actual you know, challenge is to make perfectly sliced ones. <laughs> yeah, but out of the can, though, right? Yep. Always out of the can. I've seen it before where people just open the can and plop it on the plate. I mean, that's fine too. Yep. It it tastes the same. Like I'm not I'm not a I do enjoy a fancy meal at restaurants, you know, in normal times. But I'm not a connoisseur of the fancy holiday meal. So I mean I'm I'm kind of fine with whatever. It's an opportunity to you know, just have a nice, like, two-hour sit-down meal with your family. So, I mean, that's really what it's all about. I do eat an obscene amount of deviled eggs. I mean, that's 
That's probably the one thing. Yeah, we, we do make to just like sit around the table while everyone's waiting for turkey to get done. We always make like a garnish tray, just like those giant black olives and green olives and the gherkin pickles and the pickled okra. <laughs> Gotta have that sitting around, right? Pickled okra? I don't know if I've ever had pickled okra. Like, you know, being from Texas, fried okra and that was where it stopped. Pickled okra is so addicting. Yeah. Well, I've had like freeze dried okra, you know, like the like the snacky kind at H E B or whatever. But I don't think I've had pickled. I, I, mean, is that, I mean, is that what it sounds like? Just pickled out of the jar and you know room temperature or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Something that you need for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> pickled okra. Um. So if. If your fandoms were Thanksgiving meal, what would be the turkey right now? I know that's a hard question, but... Say the first part one more time. If, like, based on what you're into right now, your fandoms right now... By the fandom. that, 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 could be, that could be Netflix, comics, movies, books without pictures, which I, I guess you could do that, but... You know, but what would be the main course? What would be the turkey? And then what, what are a few of the sides? I, I mean, this is going to get real kind of gross, but I've been watching a lot of forensic files, so I guess... There you go. I mean, that's a solid meal. Body in a barrel. <laughs> I mean, a, cor- a, a, a five courses of murder or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, me, uh, the crown... For me, it's the crown. That's like the turkey this year. Yeah. Because we finally got up to season four. And that's, of course, the... Well, I, I say of course. I don't know if everyone's watched it. But that's the Prince yeah. Diana. Prince Diana is there now. So. I, I The Margaret Thatcher acting that Jillian's doing, I just can't. So Like, like... In a bad way, like you're like, why, why, or yeah. Oh, it's it's really good. I mean, I, 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 it's good enough that you're laughing at me. Whenever the when you're on Netflix and it like just says, you, you know, this is recommended for you, and then it plays a little video of it. I let it play every time. Yeah. Um the the other the other show about a queen that everyone's going nuts over is Queen's Gambit. Yes. So if I, if I have any extra downtime this week, I'm going to start that too. But I, that, the trailer stresses me out. So whatever whatever drew people in to that trailer, mm-hmm. you know, yes, I must watch this because it had 62 million uh, unique household views uh, since October 25th, um, and it already cracked the top 10. And it's because of those 62 million watches. It's like I think the the highest rated Netflix limited series ever. I guess they call it limited because you know stuff like Stranger Things was, would be a drama series or whatever. But oh yeah, the the trailer stresses me out. So so I guess like I I understand like it appeals to me. I want to watch it. I find it you know looks fascinating. But whatever made everyone else jump in, I'm kind of like, well, I need to be emotionally prepared for this. So, <laughs> and and also, uh, you can't find a chess set right now because of no, so so spiked that you probably will not be able to just like I'll watch a couple episodes now and then I'll watch. That's another, yeah, that's find, another thing find too. Time because it'll just suck you in for all of it. Well, because when the trailer plays, you're thinking it's a movie. And so, you know, and I think it, I think it's seven. It's an odd number of episodes. I think it's seven episodes. So, I mean, that's that's more like three movies. But it's, you know, if you, if you sit down thinking, oh, this is a two-hour movie, I can see you getting sucked into it. Or also waiting until you have more time just to watch the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, it's really, I, I guess... You know, one one it's like uh, maybe people are just fascinated by chess now, but I, I've never played chess and I don't know 
really anyone who plays chess on a regular basis. But maybe it's just sort of like that's kind of what the life we want right now because everything else is so crazy. We just want to be playing chess. I don't know. Well, I mean, a lot for me was that it's a period piece. Mm-hmm. And the, the time and effort they spent to get everything just right, like when she goes to the store, everything on the counters and everything else is very, very vintage. All of the the design of the house she ends up living in at some point is just, you know, like houses, no one decorates that way anymore. Yeah. And clothing and the cars. It's just like, if they don't win some kind of award for this, for acting and for, you know, costume design and set design, I riot. Well, I mean, they put money into those shows. I mean, that when The Crown came out, it was like a crazy amount, percentage of the budget was spent for the set design and the replication of the, you know, the jewels and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I I, I see the appeal. I want to watch it. I'm just, it also stresses me out. Chess is stressful. I don't know what's going on. They like look really intense and then they press a button and make a move. And I'm like, okay. And you just kind of like take the, you have to take the producer's word for it that they made a real chess move. Like that, like someone could go, like I'm doing a Z3 and then like that. And then I would just have to buy it. Cause I'm like, well, maybe there's a chess move called the Z3. I don't know. I, I promise you that even if you never play chess in your life, that the storytelling is really what it's mostly about. And it won't matter that you don't know whether something makes sense as a move or not. It's less about the actual, I mean, there's a lot of tension about the gameplay but it's not about you understanding what's going on on the board. Only that whatever words they're using, you're like, that's impressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I guess, like, maybe it's this generation searching for Bobby Fischer. Because, I mean, chess has, or, or Finding Force, or, like, chess has been featured in popular culture before. And then in, in the news, this was probably, like, 20-something years ago, but, but IBM's Big Blue was playing chess matches against, like, the top three players and winning, you know? And so it was, like, man versus computer. And that was, like, the first... That was one of the big first man versus computer moments that we had in real life that the news covered. You know, sort of like the artificial... The rise of artificial intelligence (laughs) and stuff like that. So I know that, like, chess definitely has the ability to capture people's attention... And then they, you know, they basically just make it in the center of this period piece drama, which just, again, looks intense. It just looks like she's going through some intense stuff, and and so is everyone around her. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it's like Mad Men with chess or what it is, because I haven't watched it yet. But, um, yeah, so, yeah. Personal. Huh? It's a lot of good personal drama. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would, I mean, that's what it. It's drama. That's why it's called drama. It's just it's a lot of drama. Um, but it's also good escapism because it's like, oh, that's not twenty twenty. That's cool. I mean, anything that's not taking place in twenty twenty right now is is probably a uh, a big a big plus. Oh yeah. But yeah, that's what you know. That's you know, and I'm trying to catch up on comics here and there being very unsuccessful at it and then you know mandalorian the second that comes out i try to watch that on fridays and uh that's that's kind of it right now i mean i'm i keep waiting one thing with with movies not coming out in theaters is like they're either going straight to demand you know and i can pay like 20 or 30 bucks for them or they just don't come out so there's really no movies to catch up on either. <laughs> so he's this weekend though, Mark. You saw which, two. which two? Uh Vanguard, which is uh a awesome kung fu movie. It's funny because I wasn't expecting it, but it's a a dubbed film. Uh-huh. Uh and it's a it's a well made film, but it's not like it would have never honestly made the big screen, probably, if it wasn't for the main actor. Now, I've, like all of a sudden, lost his name. Who's the most famous kung fu guy? 
but like 10 years ago he like always does his own stunts 10 years ago yeah he's an awesome dude why can't i remember his name i don't know i mean (laughs) tony john Mm-mm. No. no, he's like he's broken a, like a bajillion bones, and he always does his own stunts. Well, bajillion bones. If you went back thirty years ago, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan, thank you. It's totally Jackie. Yes, thirty years ago. <laughs> I mean, when well, thirty years ago when he was at like well, no, I would say thirty-five years ago he was at his peak, like Police Story and all that stuff. Rush Hour. That rush, but rush hour wasn't his peak though. Like oh. you gotta go back and watch Police Story. That's the one. Okay. It's awesome. Police Story is the best. So Jackie Chan's in Vanguard. Okay, I did not know that. So it's about he he's running a like a paramilitary group that gets hired to um there's a fellow who has a one of his family members gets kidnapped and it, it's very heavy actual like gun weaponry there is a lot of kung fu also but there's a lot of heavy gun weaponry stuff so it's and a lot of like driving ridiculous cars it's like if you took the fabulous whatever the the car stealing movie the fast and the fabulous fast sorry fabulously fast starring vin diesel fast and the furious that's it that and like your normal run-of-the-mill hong kong kung fu film Mm -hmm. if if you tried to make it cool by copying kind of the mood and tone of bloodshot that whole mumbai beginning opening of the the south that's what kind of the the mush is but but it just has the feeling of like what it's not quite hollywood ready for america but yeah Gosh, wasn't it great to go and watch and to have something new to watch this week? And then there's the last premiere, which I want to see so badly, but I, I couldn't fit two movies in this weekend. But it's a it's like an art heist, I think, uh, Nazi stealing uh, stealing art from the Jew, Jewish folks. I think movie. I know it's about art. That's as far as I know, hundred percent. Well, uh, speaking of the box office, a little bit sad, but like the top 10 movies only grossed 5.3 million, which is half of what they did last week for 10 million. But for a very sobering perspective, uh, one film one year ago made 130 million by itself. Yeah. Do you remember what that was? Uh, Guardians 2? No, that was like five years ago now, right? I don't know. Time is just whatever now. No, Frozen Two. Which one? Oh, Frozen. Frozen, Fro- Frozen Two. Yeah, that made one hundred thirty by itself. So that, uh, ugh. yeah, it's crazy. I I hope uh, <laughs> I hope Hollywood pulls through. But like the uh, the number one movie was the Vince Vaughn movie Freaky, which actually does look funny. I would rent that. That's sort of like the serial killer uh, dark comedy that he's in. Um, where he's, well, I guess he switches bodies with a cheerleader. So vice versa with murder or whatever you know you want to call it. Um, and then War with Grandpa with Robert De Niro, which, okay. And then... Um, let him go, which sort of looks like a taken slash revenge type drama. It is. It's a it's a grandma, grandpa, young young grandma and grandpa that their grandson is in a real bad abusive situation. Uh huh. So they just decide to go all Liam Neeson and go take their grandson. Probably bodies involved. Just guess. <laughs> so, have you seen that one? No, I have not. Okay. Yeah, it looks it looks cool, but not enough, not cool enough for my husband to want to go see it. <laughs> um. Oh, and then I, I went on the show last week. Did y'all talk about Wonder Woman at all? Uh, no, not really. So you know, Wonder Woman is going straight to HBO Max. So, what are your 
thoughts on that. I mean, it is going to the theater also, but it's also available on HBO Max on December 25th. Well, it it will solve the problem of that some part of the country might be more shut down than the other parts. Yeah. Well, that everyone will be able to go out that can. It just feels feels soon, but I do I do think they just have to release it because I mean, yeah. every time I go to the movie theater, which is every single weekend, that trailer is running, and it's gotten to the point where I'm kind of tired of seeing it. Yeah. I mean, but you want to see the movie, though, right? So I, I not as much as I did want to before. I had to watch the trailer nine times. Um, what, what, what about your interest in Black Widow? Has that, is that still as high as it was? Because they're not really promoting that because they don't really know when that's coming out. I mean, it, yeah. May is the, you know, but I, I don't know if Disney Plus is going to do 180 and put that on Dis, you know, on there or not, but. That's, I think that's what they've done right, is that they, they acknowledge that people might have burnout from watching the trailer too much. I mean, they also took down No Time to Die because of that. That It, it was kind of like the one trailer that was running for a long time that you were like, one, I love you, James Bond, but if I have to watch this one trailer again, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, um, that's an interesting point. I think that they were, like everyone else, they were probably thinking, okay, this will be over soon. This will be over soon. This will be... So they wanted us to be fresh on our minds, but now when it's like... When it's like 10 failed, this will be over soon. It's like, okay, now we probably overdid this. So um, maybe they should... Well, at this point, you might as well just advertise for it because now you're trying to get HBO, you know, max subscribers, right? So... um I think it's a great Christmas present to the world. I'll I'll definitely be watching it on Christmas Day. Um, wish I could watch it in the theater. Uh, I hope it doesn't hurt. You know any possibility of sequels or 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 it helping the DC film universe move along a little bit. But uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a bummer. I mean it, I mean it's all the bummer, right? But that that's a bummer that uh, that cannot see the uh big screen i i guess the only saving grace for that one is that it's a sequel because like with black widow it feels like it's very important to hold on because it's her first mm-hmm. uh, movie so it's interesting uh, obvious yeah. comic books that were supposed to come out in a more coordinated fashion with both of those movies and wonder woman has like there's a variant cover that is tied into WW84, that they keep on pulling it off books and saying, nope, not this one. We're going to resolicit it later. Yeah. But for Marvel, they had a, um, a Taskmaster number one came out that had um, that was had them and also Widowmakers was about them. And they just said, we're just going to let it go out so people can at least have that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Wonder Woman was on Doritos bags like five months ago. So I was wondering about that. Like, how are they going to do, are they going to try to hurry up and do new promotions or just put it out there and see what happens? And I guess it's going to be that because at this point you probably really can't do anything if you didn't already plan on December 25th. But, uh, yeah. So, um, a couple other movie items. Uh, there's going to be a, a new video game movie that I'm excited about. Can you guess the video game? Video game movie. Uh, Uncharted, maybe? Is it that one? The one that's got... Uh... Well, no, th- this one This one that was just announced. So, like, it's going oh. into production soon. Oh, then I don't know. It, it might would be... And, th- and this is not like a... Uh, this is not like a Adam Sandler Pixels version of this, but this is a game from the 80s that you would think would be a very boring movie. Like if you made a game of it. I totally don't have an idea. Why don't I know this? Tetris. What? <laughs> yeah. So, but, 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 okay, now, but think of Tetris like meets the social network though. So okay. it's going to be, it's going to be about all the legal drama that you may or may not know that happened surrounding uh tetris so taryn egerton uh, will play dutch game designer hank rogers 
um produced by matthew vaughn directed by john baird um like i said it's not going to be like a pixels type send-off like like Adam Sandler did a few years back. But, it, yeah, it's a drama about the legal battle, the long legal battle over intellectual property rights. But I just remember, that's probably, if there was a way to figure out how much time you played each game in your life for, that would probably be number one with me because on the original Game Boy, I played that thing just over and over and over and over. And uh, and it's still you know, and there's like apps now. It's on the Roku. Like there's still versions on it in the the PS4 store and all that. So it's I think it'll be interesting. Obviously, great choice for for the lead. Um, now here's another one. Um, the movie is called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. What actor do you think stars in that, playing himself? The unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, gosh. Um, shoot, fire. It's like, I feel bad. Like, if I say a person's name, that it's going to be, like, mean to them or something. <laughs> well, th- this one, this one's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, I think. Do you remember the movie that brought Jean-Claude Van Damme back? Uh, JBCD, where you know he had he had kind of gotten into a rut of just doing like straight to video yeah. movies, and you know like after after Time Cop and all that, it was just like you know straight to straight to video on demand, VHS even way back then, and then he did that indie movie um, JCVD, which of course short for John Claude Van Damme, where he was playing himself, and he was um running errands and he happened to go into a bank that was being robbed and so then so then everyone expected him to save the day because he's john clavin so it was like this sort of like existential meta crisis for an hour and a half it was it's fantastic though it's really good um but anyway so the unbearable way to massive talent is like that but with nicholas cage playing a different version of Nicolas Cage. So this, he's playing a version of Nicolas Cage that is having financial trouble and desperately wants to be in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, so because because his career is sort of in a rut, he takes up this uh, weird offer from this eccentric billionaire played by Pedro Pascal from Mandalorian uh, to uh, do an appearance and read his script at his birthday party. For, for a million bucks or whatever. And then, of course, it's uh, like the, the FBI finds out he's going, so they wire him up. And then um, his his cast or his talent agent is played by Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, and then and then Tiffany Haddish plays the FBI agent that gets him to go in and try to take out this uh, billionaire kingpin played by Pedro Pascal. But uh, so down. it's. It's supposed to be a send-up to Nicolas Cage's action career. They're going to have, like, homages to things like The Rock throughout, and Con Air, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't wait. And just the fact that it's called The Unbearable Way to Massive Talent. <laughs> it's, a very, it's very tongue-in-cheek. So that, that's something to look forward to. Original release date was March 2021. Now, now who has... Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stop guessing on that, but that is something that's coming down the pipe. So, um, Supernatural ended after 15 years, and I can honestly tell you I never watched an episode. Um, I, I understand the fandom. I know that there's a car named Baby. I know Sam and Dean Winchester. Uh, I, I know that, like... Uh, you know they had so popular at at a point where they had their own convention um so i do i respect it as a fandom also uh, it kind of irks me that there was more seasons of that 15 than there were episodes of firefly 14 Ugh. <laughs> but but uh go ahead how is it even possible that doesn't make sense 
there, there was 15 seasons of Supernatural, and you, as you know, there was 14 episodes of Firefly. I know. But uh, did you ever have any... Were there ever any Supernatural comics? Or, I mean, did you ever sell merchandise or talk to people about it at cons? Or uh, I remember, I think there's a local group that has the car, whatever the car's name is. Baby. Baby. And they yeah. probably it has all like the whatever they're used to hunt demons in the back of the car. Uh huh. And so it's all outfitted with this stuff. And I know that uh, one year for San Diego Comic Con, they had like the little matchbox car you could buy. Yeah. Oh, it's been it's been prominent in popular culture for 15 years. I was always surprised it lasted so long, but it was one of those shows where. Probably after six or seven, it was threatened to be canceled every single year, right? But, like, the fan fervor kept it alive. And, and you know, things like Comic-Con, you know, now we don't have that to where, you know, the Hall H and people showing up in droves and showing these, you know, executives the popularity by people waiting 24 hours to get in line for shows and movies and stuff. And uh, that's something we're missing right now with all the <laughs> social distancing, but... It makes you wonder how much, like, all the conventions and convention appearances and panels went to extending the life of that show. Because, you know, like, obviously, people still go to Firefly panels and stuff. That didn't help. So, <laughs> But, yeah. There's still hope that it's going to come back. I know. The, the, there's always hope. I mean, the, they could they could totally do it. We'll, we'll see. But, uh that's about all I have, unless you just want to gush over the Mandalorian. But I don't know if you started this season yet or not. So, because um, I don't have Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Well, so you haven't, so you haven't seen it at all yet, then. Mm-mm. I mean, I, I look seriously through people's posts when they do spoiler posts. Then the you know at twelve oh one a.m. or whatever long it takes to make through it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, some some someday you'll appreciate being able to just binge the whole thing. It's great. It's some good Star Wars stuff. Uh, so let's turn it over to comics. Um, has has the has the King in Black started yet? Yeah, it started last week with um, there was a symbiote Spider Man tie-in, uh-huh. and it was good. I'm excited, really. I mean, it feels like it's been like everything that Donnie's been writing for what three or four years feels like it's been yeah. pulling toward this moment <laughs> and uh but has the pro has the the actual king and black title itself the mini series started yet or is that not till december not yet but right. are there going to be a ton of tie-ins mm-hmm. yep they pretty much have kib on most every book that marvel's releasing well wow yeah. okay and then outside of that, are there any other uh, big events going on? Um, they just are finishing up the Ten of Swords for Marvel. Uh-huh. They finished up the Joker for DC, so that's finished. They finished up the Three Jokers for DC, so that's finished. They're trying to get everyone all hyped up for the... Oh, what's the new... Jumping forward in time for DC storyline. There's a there's a local comic shop day like promo that's dropping tomorrow that's gonna make everyone crazy for on Wednesday that makes everyone crazy. Because it has like an image on the front cover of a the new Wonder Woman character. Oh, okay. I, I mean it's Earth something or cross something or you know. Uh, we we've talked about it before. It's one of those things where it's like uh, it. W- everyone that has been around through the the new fifty two and mm-hmm. all that, you know, it's just like it feels like this is sort of like a rehash of that. But from a b- business perspective, we know that they're really you know with, with Warner Brothers sort of taking control of all the DC stuff. We know that they're really kind of struggling to find their spot and how much they want to produce and how they want to produce it. So I hope it's successful because some people, you know, are out there thinking that 
oh, we may not have DC Comics for much longer. I can't imagine a world without Batman being in a physical print. I don't think you have to worry about that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. Um, but that's going to be like a, a two month kind of crossover and introduction into what they call the 5G DC universe. Um, well, okay, what about, so the other thing, it's been going on for for a few weeks anyway, but like the, the last Ronin, did that, did that ever get into people's hands that wanted it? Because I know there's like print issues on the first one, and then there's like speculation about they told who the last Ronin was in the first issue, but maybe they didn't, or maybe it's a fever dream or what, but like, have any more issues of that come out yet? No, and we're still waiting on the second print of number one. Oh, really? I thought that would be pretty quick. I mean, I guess now, you know, everything is takes longer than it normally would, but I thought that would be... Because they kind of... I mean, they already knew before that book hit shelves that they were going to have a second print, right? Oh, I'm, they had to have figured that out, that they were going to need it. Yeah. And they pushed off issue two way to December, so you've got a long time to wait. Okay. So, well, I mean, that's really all the, like, current event things that i can think of going on but what have been some uh what have been some hot books the last couple weeks well this last week the hottest book was a book from scout comics called the recap which is just as creepy as i'll get out for how timely it feels so there was an ash can that has it's like essentially it's a zero issue that came out right at election time and it felt like, did these guys go forward in time to see what was going on right now before they wrote this book? And then now they wanted to put it out right as things were happening that are happening in this book. Because <laughs> it was really on point. And then the number one that released this week pretty much is, uh, it's the president that is sitting is stepping down because he... Has been he's been through impeachment and he's he's stepping down, but it looks like that there's more than one faction of people that have decided that they're going to go after anybody. They're like they're going to hunt down people that supported this person and do them physical harm. So it's like all of a sudden becomes like like your voting choice may also be a liability to your physical safety. <laughs> wow, that 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 seems like too intense to read right now cuz that's just going to add to like people's paranoia. <laughs> or or I mean maybe it's the perfect time for for that. People you know what what we were saying when all this started at the end of March, it was like uh what contagion and what else were like the top streaming movies. Um the uh, other pandemic movie that i can't think of right now but yeah um so maybe i mean i kind of want to get away from anything political right now but maybe people i well i guess you said it was selling out so i guess people are all about it <laughs> yeah it, uh, probably a little bit it's also a little speculated because it is such a small print run yeah um, i did i'll go ahead I did not order small on the print run, but a lot of people did. Yeah. Um, and anything else? I know that you order comics weeks in advance, but anything coming out, you know, through the end of this year uh, for people to look out for or that you're excited about? I actually have my list for stuff that's coming out this Wednesday in front of me so that I don't forget what what's cool stuff. Uh, everyone should be on the lookout for local comic shop day books, which dropped this week. There's a bunch of really beautiful foil covers that are involved. There's Dune House of Trades. There's a special cover for Ice Cream Man number 20, which is a Dr. Seuss cover. There's an Invincible number one gold foil logo. So it looks exactly like the Invincible number one that's out there, but it's a gold foil. Uh, Lumberjanes, the last copy, so 75 is the last of the Lumberjanes. It's got a foil variant. There's Monstrous Talk Stories gold foil. There's a Power Rangers foil. Something is Killing the Children number one foil edition. That's going to be the hot one, honestly. And a 
spawn uh, 312, cover E. So those are going to be all hot. And there's some also some DC versions of books that are local comic shop day, which are this one of them is that promo that I was talking to you about that's already super hot. And then was the other stuff that I thought was going to be people were going to be all over them this week. Um, where is it? Oh. Um, one that I think people might miss, but they should not, is Exo Man of War number two. I know that seems very weird for me to say, because Exo Man of War number one should be where you're probably thinking you should focus, but Exo Man of War number one came out pre-COVID, way, way ahead of this. Okay. But this one, think of it as a new number one, because this one um, gives us a brand new bad guy. So this is like a first appearance book. And something that I know that I cannot tell you happens in the book, which makes it a double, like, important thing. Like, when people get first powers or you know, those kinds of things. All that, right. Those things, both those things appear in this book. So, just like, I don't know if you remember, way back in the day when I put Exo Man of War number one, the last run, and everyone's pull box and said you should buy it because you just should. That's the way I feel about this book, which seems very weird for me to be pushing a number two is the book, but... I think it's going to be the book. Okay, so XO, XO Man of War number two, mm -hmm. um, and and anything else, whether it's been selling well or you've just been enjoying reading it, or any any holiday reading, <laughs> you suggest. So I brought this home because I didn't even know that uh, Kate's. I, I had never seen this book in relation to Kate's. But since his new book, Crossover, dropped a couple weeks ago, which actually blew everybody's minds, I remember mm -hmm. seeing this book cover floating around over the backgrounds. And I was like, well, what in the world is that? And I was like, Donnie doesn't put stuff in his stuff for fun. It always means something. So I was like, well, is that an actual book or something that's made up for the, the thing? And no, it's an actual book. But it's called The Ghost Fleet. And it's basically about this organization that for the longest time has been basically hauling very dangerous things across the country in 18 wheelers. Think like super CIA or whatever kind of organization. And the book opens with uh, them uh, transporting something you never ever get to see, but there's, it appears that one of the main characters is killed. And then it jumps way forward in time and it's very clear that whatever was in that rig is tied to whatever in that time period. They're also hauling something around that other organizations are trying to get. And it's when you finally figured out what's in the rig, it makes your brain explode. Is it a ghost? No. Okay. That'd be that'd be too tongue in cheek, right? So wait, who 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 were the creatives behind that? So this is out of Image Comics, but this is Donnie Cates, art by Daniel Warren Johnson and Lauren Affey. And was that just a, was that a trade? Did it ever come out in comic form? I've never seen the individual books, but surely it has to have, right? Unless it came out in yeah. a graphic novel. Let's see what year. graphic novel. It came out in 2017, so it's not really even that long ago that I would have totally missed it as individual comics. There's no way, so it has to have come yeah. out. Yeah, must be must be a graphic novel. It's dedicated okay. to Kurt Russell. Look at that. To who? To Kurt Russell. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Ghost Fleet. Uh, I'm gonna check that one out. That sounds pretty cool. Um, any final thoughts going into Thanksgiving holiday? I think that um, gonna be a a good time to kind of like reconnect with family and think about what's important to you and <clears throat> try new nerddoms because there's so many out there you have probably a little extra time that you can go and try some of them out pick up a new comic book you've never tried before by ghost fleet i guess <laughs> sure and oh oh and real quick with the local comic shop day uh is that a specific day or is that just this week 
Um, the books released this week, normally local comic shop day has a specific day that they allow books to be released. Yeah. They have strict r- rules about they can't be on uh, eBay. You can't offer them. You have to be go to a store for them, but they knew that was not possible this year. So all the all bets are off. If someone, if you see them already at your local comic shop on their counter, buy them. It, the, the, all the rules that are around this day. The only thing that's important is support your local comic shop with them. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Buy them. Buy them from the source if you can, for sure. Uh, well, Miss Jen, thanks for uh, joining me. Hopefully. Uh, Chaz and Jarek will be back uh, next time, and hopefully you all have a uh, safe and happy Thanksgiving. Um, thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Willens Online, sponsored by Space Cadets Collection Collection and The Adventure Begins. Check out other shows on Willens Online like Taste Buds, Music Cafe, The Adventure Begins Show, Willens House and Home, The Best You Weekly Follows, Horse Talk. And between the trees, business talk. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KBQT HD 21, over the air on your television. All these shows and more on Roku. Just search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup to watch Nerd News Now and those other shows. And you can also listen to the audio version of this wherever you get your podcast Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever you use for podcasts. See you next time on Nerd News Now.